the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Good day. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. It is a big earnings week. It is also a big week of, according to Nancy Pelosi, if we're going to get stimulus done, it's going to be done by maybe Tuesday at midnight. So there's a lot going on there, right? Um, Earnings week, big, 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 big slate. Stimulus, it's kind of get up, put up or shut up before the election time. I don't know if they're going to do it. Um, I certainly think we could use it based on the employment report and the first-time unemployment claims and the fact that we're pushing into what looks like a second round of COVID infections when you have a large number of states, a majority of states, having more COVID cases than they did back in July of 2020. What year are we in? It's like... Oh, you kind of lose yourself, right? So hospital utilization rates are higher, across not across America, but in, in areas that haven't seen them this high since July. So that continues to move forward. And for better or for worse, it's hitting our economy. Last week, I think I told you 8 million more Americans have hit the poverty line since uh, spring. Uh, that's a lot. When we talk about how many people die of COVID and you're like 220,000, you're like, okay, that's, let's think about that for a second. If I went to a hockey game and there's 18,000 people in the crowd, that's 10 games in a row of everyone who comes dies across America. But I know a large part of them are going to be elderly who might have some other issues anyway. Um, and you start justifying it, right? But that's like 18,000. That's like 12 roughly 13 hockey games in a row of everyone that's it starts to visually become impressive until maybe you get to a number where it's too big but it's starting it's hurting for sure it's not starting to hurt it's hurting our economy um but it's also helping other parts of our economy right sales of private planes are going higher like what second homes are going higher so if you're a realtor you're probably sitting pretty sweet we were getting to a point where there was just not enough inventory with lower mortgage rates. But now that um, COVID has hit, some people want to flee the area they're in and get to more less dense areas. So stocks are climbing a bit. Stimulus talks. China's economy grew at 4.9% in the third quarter. That's a good number. And I'll tell you why. It Last year at this time, we weren't, we weren't dealing with COVID. So up 4.9% year over year is a good number. In the U.S., we look for 2 to 
For China, they're looking at 6 to 8%, usually in the go-go years as they continue to try to leave communism and kind of embrace a pseudo-communism capitalism model. That's a good number. And it's telling you that China's out there seeing movies. China's out there going on vacations. I saw that a lot of Chinese are now buying luxury goods closer to home than the United States because it's tough to get to the United States right now. Third quarter earnings season is ramping up. Halliburton IBM kicked things off today, followed by Lockheed Martin, Netflix, Procter & Gamble. Snap. Oh, snap. Texas Instruments on Tuesday. Biogen, Chipotle Mexican Grill, Tesla, Verizon, companies um, reporting on Wednesday. Thursday, we get American Airlines, AT&T, Coca-Cola, Intel, Southwest. And Friday, we get American Express. Those are just some of the highlights. And I'll tell you what jumps out to me. Obviously, Netflix, we're going to hear from tomorrow after the market closes. How have they done in the United States? How have they done internationally? What's their production slate look like? When are they going to raise prices? Those are the kind of the things that I'm looking for there. Snap, I'm looking at, and I'm going, okay, snap, 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 snap. Social media. Um, are they seeing increased engagement or less engagement due to COVID? Um, Texas Instruments, they're a big semiconductor company in a lot of electronics. They're not a sexy semiconductor company, but they're a slow, steady, boring, uh, what I would refer to as granny panty tech company. And now you're saying, what are you doing talking about tech? panties um, all women know that you have to have certain types of panties <laughs> underwear you want some sexy ones you want some sporty ones you want some functional ones the granny panties are not sexy they're not sporty they're functional that is a type of stock that is very similar for a guy who doesn't wear panties i seem to know a lot about panties i'm going to stop right there before i get into trouble but Texas is one of those companies that if you want a nice dividend and a stock that's not going to get into a lot of trouble, I can make a case for it. I don't have any, but I can make a case for it. We get Chipotle Mexican Grill. How have they handled the COVID? How are they doing with DoorDash or whoever's doing their delivery? Tesla on Wednesday. Um, American Airlines, well, Tesla obviously, you know, does it justify its stock price? Uh, Verizon on Wednesday, they're going to talk a lot about 5G and the Apple iPhone rollout. Apple 12 is doing better than the Apple 11 at this point in pre-orders. And they're going to start getting delivered, I think, next week. Um, from what I'm hearing, it's going to start hitting a little bit sooner than people were thinking. Um, American Airlines and Southwest on Thursday. Come on. You, you, you got to want to know. How bad is it in the world of airlines? So this is a good one. This is This is our last quarter before... Well, I guess we have kind of one more. I guess we do have kind of one more after this before with tough comparisons. And then the comparisons start getting easier. Tough comparison, meaning this time last year, we weren't dealing with COVID. Next quarter, when we're reporting in October, November, December, uh, we won't have the same comparisons that we had with COVID that we had in, in February and March, which kind of were the times when it started freaking people out and people started locking themselves up. So that's out there as far as big things this week. There's going to be several housing market indicators published this week. Today we get the National Association of Home Builders releasing their housing market index for October. Tuesday we get the Census Bureau reports reporting new residential construction data. Are we building more homes? If we build more homes, there should be more uh, homes for sale. 
What's the demand on the new homes? You get a lot this week. The National Association of Realtors on Thursday are going to report existing home sales for September. So you can kind of see that this is a big week. I don't want to put too much on it, though, right? I don't want to oversell it. Dow turns negative. It gives up a 105-point gain as traders hope for stimulus deal ahead of deadline. That's the headline that just ripped across my page. Dow turns negative, gives up a 105-point gain as traders hope for stimulus deal ahead of deadline. Again, if we don't, if Nancy Pelosi says we have until Tuesday at midnight, otherwise I'm just calling off the circus until after the elections, then that kind of becomes a real thing. When you draw a line in the sand, um, yeah, we opened higher and we went lower. Trump had a weekend. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, he told Americans to flush their toilet 15 times. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try to figure this one out on my own. And ultimately, it has to do with water regulations and states saying, you know, you have to use low-volume toilets. And, you know, same thing with the shower. He talked about his beautiful hair. <laughs> he needs a lot of water pressure to shower on. I just, I wouldn't come up with references he's coming up with. But, okay. Target's giving 350,000 workers an extra $200 holiday bonus. Yay. Company doing kind of the right thing, right? You can find me online, Rob Black. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Shift my seat a little bit. Some kind of shocking, scary headlines are out there right now where experts are saying the next six to eight weeks are going to be the toughest in the COVID times of 2020. The darkest days of 2020 in the next six to eight weeks. I'm like, that can't sound too good. <laughs> kind of. That's my scenario, right? <clears throat> I bring that out there because I don't think our economy is out of the, in the clear yet. And I just kind of want to keep reminding you. I did see that AMC movie theaters is now, they're going to say New York's opening their theaters again. I, I missed the date. I want to say mid-October, mid-November. Uh, let's see if I can't get right i paid a t oh no, friday amc climbs at some new york state theaters to open on friday um so they're getting there as far as reopening in every state that they operate i think that'll bring them up to all but one um are the movies out in the theater that this is what we want to see is disney or fox time warner are they holding off on releasing movies yeah they still are but if we run into a situation again where we get a spikeage, AMC is going to have to shut down again, right? But I can't lie. I think this is a good story. I think it's positive. So, but again, we seem to be dealing with positives and negatives. I know a lot of schools now are having small pods of special ed kids back. Uh, kids that need a little more help, a little more you know, one-on-one -on -one with teachers. 
So, but they're limiting it to size of classrooms of five and 10. But we're getting there. So the next six to eight weeks being the toughest, that doesn't really make me feel great, but we're getting there. And then you talk about the therapies, but you also talk about the vaccines and then you talk about the distribution, of the vaccines. I don't feel that we're going to be back to normal until summer. It feels like we have to go through winter and there's, it seems like six to eight weeks takes us into winter. So don't look for instant gratification right now. Look for opportunity. Interesting to note, talking about gratification, Fox Television is going to spend a lot of money to keep the NFL. Um, and that's pissed off their competitors. Because if you get one drunk sailor and he says, I'm going to spend $2 billion dollars last time we spent 1 billion what happened to 1.1 billion 1.2 billion 1.3 billion 1.4 billion so other networks are taking a hit on this one but i'm also seeing i read through disney's big announcement last week about a media reorganization they don't really care it seems like abc nbc cbs really don't care about primetime anymore and that the term primetime may absolutely go away that the way they've been programming television for 60 years is something that everyone feels comfortable with. So they're trying to keep doing it that way. Um, Fox sports thing kind of tells you that the stakes are higher now for sports than they are for. So when you got Disney, uh, Disney owns ABC and Disney owns ESPN, two of the top four or five media properties on television. And when they're doing a reorg and they're really de-emphasizing like a new fall lineup and they're saying, we need to monetize Disney Plus. Will shows go to Disney Plus before they go to ABC? Could be. And that way you're paying a premium with no commercials on Disney Plus and then it comes to ABC and it's free, but with commercial interruptions. But it's also telling the producers, come up with different ways to, to create, write, and produce TV shows. There's a pretty big shift going on here. So Fox has submitted its bid to renew its NFL rights, kicking off a once-in-a-decade scramble amongst major media conglomerates hoping to pick up one of television's biggest ratings prizes. The Fox bid, believed to be in the $2 billion range, is 50% larger than the one offered last cycle. Fox's bid has really upset the other networks that may have been hoping to keep the NFL fee increases in check as subscriber declines and pandemic have wreaked havoc on the TV business model and ultimately viewing habits. Again, this all ties back in with Netflix too, right? 10 years ago, when the networks negotiated, the pay TV ecosystem was still in growth mode. Um, now it's shrinking with streaming services on the rise. So we'll see. Um, but it is an interesting commentary of how desperate the networks are for something that has a traction. One of the more interesting things, um, back in the day and age when my family would host football coaches from the UK, soccer coaches would come over and use a guest room and, you know, hang out with my, my boys. Um, one of the things that they said was, 
difference between U.S. sports and English sports is you have a game on Sunday and they have soccer games on Saturday and Sunday, essentially. And we talk about it like one hour before the game and one hour after the game. It's not 24-7, 365. If you turn on ESPN at four in the morning today, they're going to be showing you highlights from Saturday and Sunday or they're going to be showing you you know, game footage coming up, breaking down the player who is the best or who is the worst. They're like, you guys are obsessive on it. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll take that. It's, you know, sometimes true is true. Apple's first day of pre-orders for its iPhone 12 surpassed the iPhone 11, one top analyst has said. That should be good news for Apple. Take a quick look to see how that stock's doing. I own shares of Apple. I don't know if it's going to respond to good news at this point. And that's the reason I'm, I'm trying to take a look. Yeah, they're up a little bit, a couple cents, 50 cents. Um, I bring it up because there is something that's very true on Wall Street. It's, it's a dumb phrase, and you don't really want to believe it, but it seems to be more true than not. Um, buy on the rumor, sell on the news. So when they came out and said, here's what the iPhone 12 looks like, now we have to start thinking about rumors of what the next product's going to be. The 13, they say that on the 13, the touch sensor's coming back, the fingerprint sensor. That people loved it. It was a beloved feature that they killed for Face ID. They're going to do both. And again, I don't know this to be true because that's where we are. That, that doesn't sound like a reason to get a phone, though. 5G sounded like a reason. Then we're going to get 5G and we're going to learn it's not as great as we want it to be. So the hope will fade a little bit and we'll get back into what do their earnings look like? What do their services look like? What does their bundling services look like? How much money are they making more this year than last year? What are they doing with their stock buybacks? What are they doing with their dividends? <clears throat> Big analysts said they sold over 2 million phones in the first 24 hours, up from 800,000 on the iPhone 11. That's a pretty big jump. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. So, not trying to be an alarmist in any way, shape, or form, but let's talk a little bit about Boeing. Boeing is indeed getting closer and closer to recertification of the 737 MAX, a plane that unfortunately had a feature on it that helped lead to the air flight of two loads of people in planes. That caused the stock to go into a, a massive tailspin. And again, that's a using tailspin when I say stock, that's not even... It's so unintentionally bad. Back at its all-time high, this was a $400 stock, $439. Today, it sits at $169, still well 50% off. They have continued to make planes through the pandemic. They have continued to make 737s and finding parking spaces for them out in deserts. They've cut the production as some airlines have cut orders. But as the world population continues to grow, we're going to need more airplanes. In theory, the outlook is going to be more muted for the next 10 years than it would have been in 2019 when things were go, 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 and good. Now they're not going so well. 
But this is a company that has a lot less risk now because the stock price has let the risk out of it by the tune of over 50%. One point in time, the stock got really seriously down to $89 a share. I wish I had loaded up because I would have already doubled my money. I could have sold half and let the other half ride. I could have had a strategy like that, like, woohoo, free money. I'm dealing with the, the, the bank's money, so to speak, as some people in Vegas would say, right? The house money. I don't want you to get too crazy optimistic. Because, again, they're one CEO from losing his mind and going up on a bell tower and shooting university students. Could happen. I don't think it's going to. But we also didn't think they were going to get into trouble where they were basically shut down for 18 months after a couple plane crashes. So that's out there. Would I buy shares of the company? I tend not to be that type of person. I tend not to invest in crisis. Now, when I first got on air, I talked about investing in crisis. I bought a beach house on the East Coast 25 years ago, right after a big hurricane destroyed the Keys. Not the Keys. Uh, North Carolina, the sand dune. Um, oh, wow. It's been a long time since I've been on the East Coast, and it's Monday, right? North Carolina beaches. What are they called? Uh, Cape Hatteras. Uh, the Outer Banks. So a hurricane had basically taken out the Outer Banks. So I bought a beach house because everyone wanted to sell theirs. There was more supply than there was demand. You were able to get a, a beach house for 20 to 30% off. And I was going to turn it into a rental. And then uh, that quickly became something I didn't want to do. So when I had to cut and run, come to the East, uh, move from the East Coast to the West Coast, that was one of the things I sold off. I wish I hadn't, but I did. But again, that's investing in a crisis. Boeing is still in a crisis, but a little bit more out of it now. Now that Europe has said, you know, we're close to recertifying, so recertification is going to come um, imminently. And then today, American Airlines says we expect to fly the 737 probably in December of this year. That one, two right there takes a lot of pressure off the company. Now, again, Boeing makes a lot more than just airplanes, not a lot more. But there's two major companies that can make airplanes in the world, Airbus and Boeing. Will China eventually get in on this? Probably. Um, but if you're going to fly on a plane, it's typically going to be a Airbus or Boeing. Airbus or Boeing. Boeing or Airbus. Boeing or Airbus. But they also have that defense business, which has some value. Whether you're making satellites or drones, whether you're making missiles that kill people. That's still very much so a business that Boeing is in. Um, short term, I see some upside in this in the next two to six weeks. Then we're going to start dealing with how bad our future order is going to be. And when does this COVID thing get done to the point where you know plane capacities are back to where they were pre-COVID? That's not going to happen for two or three years. So it's interesting because I still don't think I would take my family, even if there's a vaccine, I still think it's going to be another year or two years before I go to a football game or a hockey game. I don't know. It's just, I kind of, 
oftentimes I say what drives investments or what drives certain investments in your local economies are moms. And I typically say that around the idea of real estate. I live across from an elementary school. Uh, I can't see it, but it's, it's behind some trees. I know how to get there in less than three minutes. That was attractive to the, to the mom of the house on every house on the street who had a kid, you know, two or three years old, they wanted their kid to walk to elementary school. That's kind of magical instead of uh, mom has to get in the car and spill her coffee all over herself and the kids are late and they don't have their shoes and left their book bag at home. And it's kind of an attractive thing. And I, in real estate, I, I say things sometimes like if you can buy close to jobs or if you can buy close to highly rated schools, that you're going to have a winning formula. You're going to already have some things in place when it comes time to sell. Unless that too changes, right? <laughs> like, let's say you're right next to Facebook and Facebook says, ah, you don't ever have to come back to work. And you're like, oh, damn. I bought it because Facebook has 175,000 employees and they all want to work within five miles of the place. And I got a house within five miles and I, you, you get it. So there is sometimes these things that you bought it for a good reason and that good reason retires. Um, and maybe we'll be all be distance learning from Yale and Harvard. I don't know. So I feel okay about Boeing. And I think there will be some upside when the CEO of the company talks about, you know, we're glad this process is through us. We did a lot of rigorous testing. You see him on CNBC. He'll be on Bloomberg. Uh, Dan Rather with the nightly news. I know Dan Rather doesn't do the nightly news, but I'm saying it because I don't know who does the nightly. Oh, Lester Holt. Lester Holt with the nightly news. He comes on and he goes, today Boeing was recertified to fly their, their troubled 737 MAX aircraft, which as you remember, took down Singapore Airlines flight, blah, blah, blah. So that hasn't happened yet. That's going to happen in the near future. And when that happens, someone at like Smith Barney or someone at uh, TD Ameritrade is going to call you up and not TD Ameritrade. That's a bad example, but you're going to get, you're going to see these like stock alerts. Like this is a buy rated stock due to the recertification. This one is not me with a crystal ball. This is me seeing American airlines saying it, it looks like December that we're going to get these guys back on. Boeing hasn't said anything. They probably don't want to piss off the FAA. Um, but American airlines wants to tell creditors, look, we're expecting some cash flow improvements here and there. So do I think it has a hundred percent upside? I do over 10 years and maybe even sooner. Do I think it'll be at 320 or $330 in 10 years? I do. It's at 169 now, but that's a long path to get there. And over the next 10 years, there's some other stocks that I may want to own. If that makes any sense. Instagram, I was studying Instagram this weekend. Um, oftentimes I'll say things like, Hey, find my Facebook page. I hate Rob Black. And now the more I say Facebook, the more I'm like, I'm an old man. Go to my Facebook page. I should be saying Instagram page, right? I do have an Instagram page, Rob Black show, Rob Black show. Um, I think I've got one follower who might be me. <laughs> I haven't started pushing it yet, but increasingly, I think Facebook's going to need to make more money off Instagram. The teeter-totter is going to have to start going up on Instagram as the cool factor of Facebook no longer is there. And the longer you stay on it, the older you look. And people don't want to look old. 
Instagram announced earlier this month that it would expand its in-app shopping feature to IGTV, which is its long-form video feature. I've seen some pretty interesting stuff on Instagram in the last year. Some of the musicians that I like, um, I like Walk the Moon. Uh, not sure why, but I do. Maybe it's catchy hip pop. Maybe it's ca- catchy pop music. I like The Killers. I like AJR. There's just a couple bands. You know, then you could say, well, let's put on one of Rob's old favorites, Peter Gabriel, and nothing interesting comes on, right? But some of the younger bands do use Instagram for like live concerts. I saw Coldplay is trying to promote. Um, here's a weird cause. And tell me if you think this is a weird cause or not. Coldplay came on last week and said, we want to vote. Uh, we want every, vo- we don't want the net- networks in the United States to uh, announce a winner until all votes are counted. So we're going to do a concert and we're going to ask you to call your Senator and say, uh, don't, uh, it, it wasn't very clear to me, right? And what's a British pop band doing telling Americans how to count our votes? I can't even understand their election system. Um, someone who's English needs to really explain it to me in short terms because it seems like they can be in power for one month or 10 years. But I digress. But they played a whole concert. And I, I was more than willing to see what their living rooms look like. They're hanging out with each other. They're laughing. It was, you know, entertainment that wasn't Netflix or the networks. So uh, Instagram is moving in the right direction. I like it. Uh, they do need to monetize it, though, for it to be the investment tie to Facebook. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing in more. Remember I was doing that story about Fox television spending $2 billion to put a bid on for NFL rights for the next 10 year cycle. That's got Disney in a tizzy because Disney, they get a lot more football NFL than Fox does. Fox has the NFC games on Sunday. They get a Super Bowl every four years. They get a couple of playoff games. And if I'm saying anything incorrectly, it's just that my knowledge of football is not as great as my knowledge of investing. But ESPN, owned by ABC, owned by Disney, did a $15 billion deal last time around. But they got a lot more, a lot more out of it. Sunday Night Football, NFL Monday Night Football, they got TV rights in the morning, TV rights in the afternoon. Pretty big stuff. But what's interesting about this is 10 years ago, and I remember doing this story, was that we said at some point in time, Companies like Google and Amazon uh, are going to get into this business. And Amazon's toyed with it a little bit. Last year, they had a couple Thursday night games. This year, they picked up a wild card game, the rights to it. Um, Amazon clearly has the money to buy a team. Not just television rights, but a team. Apple does as well. So does Google. So does Facebook. It doesn't look like they're going to be big players this go around, but maybe in the next 10 years, you're going to start seeing a little bit more here and there pop up. 
Apple has Apple TV, right? They can buy NFL games right now. But do they want to draw that kind of attention to them? Cells. I could tell you ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox really don't want the big media companies, the big tech companies involved in their big media business because it's going to drive up the cost. Now, in the end, who's that going to hurt? I believe you and me. I think we're going to be paying more for cable packages, even though we're in a decade of seeing a decline, cutting the cord. People are trying to save money. During the COVID situation, um, as I was locked down with the family, I added the sports package from YouTube TV to my package that sits at $55 a month. And my cable package was at $160. And similar style. There's nothing else that I watched here or there except for a little bit of sports. So I added that in. Now that baseball in football, baseball is ending. I don't see what I may take it back off. And that's the cool thing about YouTube TV. You can have a package for a month. You can pay your month. Um, and then you can cancel it with the cable companies like, Oh no, 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 no. You got to sign up for a two year deal. My friend, and you're like, Oh no, 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 Not anymore. You don't. So the consumers want a little bit, but still we're going to pay more for those sports packages. If this continues to be in place, I did see, uh, a lot of reading over the weekend on the iPhone 12. It's doing very well as far as pre-orders go. And I wanted to see what it cost, and I was playing with it a little bit. Um, Verizon is going to basically say, if you got a new phone, turn it in, and we'll give you the new phone for $15 a month for two years. They're trying to lock you in for two years, right? On 5G data speeds and something else. I could tell you in the last 10 years, my phone bill has gone down as I'm getting more for less. But that's kind of tough to really state because 10 years ago, we were still paying for text messages. And we were still paying for minutes, and now we're paying for data. Unlimited minutes, back then, that wasn't the case. I know you're saying, that was 10 years ago? That was 10 years ago. But 10 years ago, there was also a situation where as they were rolling out new phones, they were pretty cheap. But we kept hearing that AT&T and Verizon were subsidizing Apple. For every phone they bought, they would give Apple $200. And they would charge you and me $200 or they'd do some sort of service contract with us. Apple didn't have a lot of stores back then. I know. See how things change so fast in the world? So now Apple's got more stores. The discounts on the phones have, have kind of dried up a bit until this cycle. They're going to be heavily subsidized again. That should help Apple shares. Consult a broker advisor for thinking that what I'm saying is going to make you a lot of money because that's a $2 trillion company, essentially. And when you're $2 trillion, that's like the 800-pound loser. It's easy to go from 800 to 600 pounds. It's, it's a pretty easy to go from 600 to 400 but when you start going from like 230 to 200, it's a much higher percentage uh, that it takes to, to see a material result. Same thing with getting fatter. So we're doubling your money. Remember that, that old thing that you learned in probably sixth grade? Which would you rather have a penny a day for 365 days? A, a, a penny doubling every day for 365 days. Or would you rather have 
$5 million. Everyone's like, $5 million. And then you do the math and it turns out to be like 500 million to 50 or five. <laughs> I'm not it's Monday. I have my foot in my mouth all day, all morning long. Um, but the, yeah, the same could be kind of said to be plain true. Um, which would you rather have? So Apple's first day of pre-orders for the iPhone 12 went very, very well. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money invested in more. It's going to be a big week of earnings. It's earnings week. This is the time when, this is the one, this is the week when last week we got a lot of financials. This is when the, the tsunami of S&P 500 companies hit. And next week's big too, but this week's a little bit bigger. And again, it's one of the last check-ins in on the economy before the election, which I noticed are coming to an end. I think we're two and a half weeks away. A uh, little election fatigue, a little COVID fatigue, a little 2020 fatigue, no doubt. You can find me online at Roblox Show.